Welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey where we talk with people who are trying to live their most fulfilling life, which often tends to be on a much different path than it started out on. Whether it was changing careers, getting laid off from a job which sparked their entrepreneurial journey, or breaking through the noise to answer their calling. All of these types of situations and more, but they wouldn't have gotten to where they're at today if they didn't get started. We talk about the why and the how of these getting started moments and the lessons learned along the way. I'm grateful to have you listening in along on this episode, so let's get it started. On this week's episode, I welcome in John Vong. Last name is spelled V-U-O-N-G, and he is the owner and founder of Local SEO Search. Their website is localseosearch.ca. And he helps small and medium-sized businesses rank on Google and dominate their local market. John puts a strong emphasis on relationships and treats his clients like family, wanting to not only help them rank, but to help their business grow and succeed. And we certainly have a lot of discussion around uh, business setup, foundation, uh, web development, uh, SEO, you know, kind of how to think a little bit differently um, in terms of bringing in new clients and partnerships. So hope you all enjoy this wide-ranging conversation with John. So without further ado, please welcome in John Vong. John, welcome to the podcast. Excited to have you. Well, thanks a lot for having me, Brian. I'm excited to be here. You know, as I was you know researching, kind of looking at your journey, I, I was so interested. There, there's kind of two paths I want to take our conversation on. Uh, not surprisingly, obviously, I want to talk about, you know, for a lot of the business owners and and folks that listen in that are starting businesses, you know, a lot of your expertise around SEO and just marketing in general and, and some things you can share we'll get into. Um, I thought it would be really more of my curiosity because looking through some of your journey, it seemed like, and, and fact check me, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like you kind of went on that normal path that society tells us to go on, right? Go to college, get an entry level job, kind of work your way up. And then all of a sudden, something happened. I don't know what it is. I'm curious to find out. Maybe 2012-ish, 2013, where you're like, screw that. I'm starting my own business. So start me where you want. But I'm curious, what is that fairly how things went early on in your life? Anything you would share to start off the conversation? Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll just take it all the way back because I'm the fourth child of an immigrant uh, family from Vietnam. So I came to Canada. Um we didn't have much growing up, right? Um, parents shopped for, you know, second-hand clothing, food banks, four kids to survive on. So it was more about, like, taking care of each other. We didn't have birthday parties, travel. We didn't do much outside of, like, making sure we have shelter, food, and each other. Mm-hmm. So my upbringing was a little bit different, but for us, it was normal, right? And For me, my parents really pushed on getting a good, strong education foundation. We're now living in Canada. We have to be what all the other Canadians are doing, right? Get good education, get a good job, and -hmm. stay at the job forever, all right? That's what they thought, Um, and that's what we did, right? We got good grades. We went to college, university, and then eventually uh, we got a good job, right? So I went out there, got my first uh, career in advertising sales. I stuck with it for 10 years. But at that time, I was actually looking at, I was doing a lot of side hustles at the end of it. It was really intriguing to see. And 
meeting a lot of interesting people along the way, right? So like I was always curious as to what did it look like on the other side? How were other people living? And, you know, me being now able to get a car, rent a place, travel a little bit, it was intriguing to see how other people lived. And therefore, when I was working in advertising, it was like spending a lot of time with business owners shifted my mindset on serving others. And that's why there was that shift of working for large corporations, because you can move up from sales to maybe a manager, director, VP, and then owner, but it'll take forever, right, in a Mm -hmm. large corporation. So then it was like, okay, I met all these business owners. Why not try one myself, right? And therefore, that's how I got started. I kind of bootstrapped everything. Didn't really know anything about SEO or digital marketing, or even I was not digitally inclined, like a coder or marketer at all. I was a sales rep. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got started. Did you just find that that SEO, you saw that obviously growing over the years, and that was something that you felt could have been a profitable business, something that you could help people with? What was the avenue to go that route? Yeah, so... In advertising sales, I was doing B2B advertising sales for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I stayed at Yellow Pages for five years. And at Yellow Pages, I'm selling ads being in a printed directory. They try to pivot online. But as you know, Google kind of replaced mm-hmm. a lot of the users who were you know, consuming the Yellow Pages uh, directory when they were ready to buy. So I knew there was a shift, behavioral shift. So when I was dealing with all these business owners, they were just frustrated, spending more than ever, getting very low and poor return on investment. And therefore, the users were dictating where they wanted to be, you know, going to find their their listing, right? right? And I knew Yellow Pages wasn't doing a good job. And I didn't know anything about SEO, but I was going on Google myself. And therefore, I knew there was a, a shift and I wanted to just capitalize on it by filling the gap in the marketplace to help the SMB. So I kind of, I knew there was a lot of SEO companies locally, but they dealt with larger brands. And therefore I wanted to just support what I knew was a good fit for me. And that was the SMBs. What were, you mentioned a couple of side hustles early on. What were a few to share? Anything in particular that was fun? Oh man, Uh, yeah, like, okay. So when I first started, uh, my first job ever was a newspaper boy. I was nine years old, right? Yeah, me here. Me too. Me too. I was like, I had about 20 or 30 jobs before I went to college. Mm. So for me, I was ultra curious. I did a lot of summer factories to restaurants to everything. Um, And then what I found was when I was in sales, I did a lot of MLM, multi-level marketing. I went on Craigslist, but not here in Toronto, but New York and, you know, all over the U.S. to see what people were selling. I bought what was undervalued here locally, and I did the exact same thing in big company, in big cities across the world, and nobody else was doing it here, right? Mm-hmm. So I saw there was a gap, and that's how I got started on these side hustles. I learned about the ticket industry as well, and I learned about like buying season tickets, mm-hmm. right? And finding there's a margin on it, right? So there's different things that I kind of just side hustle to eventually have side hustles pay for my rent, right? Mm. And everything that I earned in my day-to-day salary and commission real job was going to pay for, you know, my, my other ventures, right? And my, my life, like eventually buying a car and traveling and all the other stuff. Yeah. 
did you find that? Well, I, and I guess there's a couple points here. One is what I know with, you know, a lot of friends of mine that, you know, were immigrants, you know, to the U.S. And, and especially with immigrant parents, sometimes like the conversations they've had to have, like, hey, I'm going to leave my kind of cushy job that's paying me health benefits and everything to go and do this. How was that conversation? Was that a tough one to have? So, yes, that's exactly how it is. Uh, my, my parents, so my, my siblings are all engineers and they're smart, right? Like they nuclear engineer, computer mm-hmm. science, like masters, whatever, doctorate. They're, they're smart family, right? Like my, my siblings are smart. I was like the odd one out. I was like business kind of sales and, and my parents were worried about me, mm-hmm. right? And so they were like, oh, you got a job. Why are you leaving? You're finally, you know, earning some good money, six figures. And you're like, why would you leave? And then for me, it was more pivotal time of my life. I got married, bought a place. I was like talking to my wife. It's like, should I continue in corporate working at big ad agencies or working at Facebook, Google, or any of those other players or try something, right? Mm -hmm. Try something new. So she supported me. And I basically finally got the buy-in from my parents. Like, this is a good pivotal time because I have no kids yet. I didn't really, I had full support from my wife. And I was like, okay, go. And that's what I did. Was your wife working at the time when yeah, you made she, that jump? She, she still oh. is. And she loves her job, right? Okay. So for me, it was like, I had stability at yeah. home for me to put in the 14, 16 hours, early days to get the ball rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, it always, again, every story is a little different, but just that whole point of, you know, how you got that jump, you know, obviously it's helpful when you have a really good, I'm so big on support systems and having the right people um, on your team, if you will. So that's awesome that your wife obviously was supportive. And then obviously having the family behind you, um, you obviously didn't have any client, you know, I've had some folks in the podcast, like, yeah, Brian, I had a few clients that made it easy to jump out. Like, was it just like cold Turkey? Like, screw it, I'm doing this and just figure it out. Like, how did I, tell me what that first six months or a year was like. Yeah, definitely didn't have any clients. Um, I had a dream and I had an idea, but I was strong in sales. So my skill set for 10 years was going out there, winning business, understanding the gaps, talking to people, resonating and offering up a product or service that fits their needs. So I went out there, bang, gangbusters, and trying to get cultivate sales. So the first six months, I got a lot of clients. I knew I had a business when people were paying me for a retainer of a year on a promise that I gave them. <laughs> now I just had to, the hard thing was right. actually delivering on the promise because right. I didn't know anything about SEO. So the challenge was me trying to figure it out. And that was the hardest part of it because I was not technically inclined. I didn't know the language. I didn't know a lot of these things. I now know, of course, after eight years, but early days, I hired wrong. I didn't know what was good and bad, you know, white hat, black hat, gray hat techniques, what was really important. So it took a long time to figure it out. And now I have a strong team that I actually, I am so lucky and fortunate to harvest a great team that are experts in every single pillar that's required for a proper SEO campaign. Yeah. Yeah. The, the hiring, I have to imagine, because again, you were on the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm from sales and I, I can understand that. Like our head is focused on one thing and 
it's like let marketing let them do their thing over here um what were i guess if you don't mind like what were some of the misfires you made on the on the hiring side well early days um again i was in need right and every hire was like can you do the work can you perform let's try you all right and again not knowing what was required to do a proper seo campaign yes you could read a blog you watch some videos you listen to podcasts but until you're in it, right, it's completely different because now you're fully accountable. So made a lot of mistakes hiring on skill set and not on personality. Mm. So they were not a lot of good fits for my core values, ultimately. And so I, I hired a lot and fired a lot early days. And then as I got the groove of how to hire, who to hire for, personality more so than skill set, people that are trainable, people that have that mentality of growth, right? Um, always trying to over deliver and, you know, stuff that is important, right? Um, when you have your own core values that you want alignment. With. Yeah. Well, we were talking before we started, you got a lot of books behind you. Are there, were there's one or two that was impactful for you starting out and whether it was around SEO or, or that side or just business in general, anything that stuck out to you that might be helpful for the listeners? Yeah. So it was interesting because during, depending on what stage you're at in your life. So when I was coming out of uh, college university and got my first sales gig, I, I absorbed a lot of audio tapes of Zig Ziglar's, Brian yeah. Tracy's, right? Mm -hmm. I went to Tony Robbins events, just inspiring, right? Vision board and making sure that you can picture the sale, picture whatever it was, intention, right? Um, so that moved me to really understanding there's people out there to support you wherever you're at in your journey. Um, so when I was moving on to this new venture, I was reaching out to some of my old business clients mm -hmm. to ask them questions like, what does it take? Like, how hard is it to run a business? Like all these serious questions. And then the books and the things like, yeah, there's the Think and Grow Rich. I'm into a lot of mindset stuff because that shift from being a worker employee to then that business owner is completely different because mm -hmm. now you're fully accountable for what you bring in, right? Revenue, sales, and profit. And ultimately that's your paycheck, right? Yeah. Versus that stability. So understanding that there's a huge gap and now you're fully accountable and whatever you put in is what you probably get out of it. But also in sales, you're kind of wired that way as well because it's really heavy commission-based, right? So if you own your book of business and go and seek out new clients, it's really for, on you to grow your revenue and sales and uh, salary as well. Yeah. So was there, you were saying you, you probably absorb more information from people having conversations probably than maybe a, a book wasn't eye-opening to you. It was more just a lot, you know, getting in, quizzing people, having good curious conversations. That's where you kind of absorbed a lot of good information early on. Totally. Um, for me, it's as you progress in your life, it's who you associate with. And I was very fortunate to be working in front-end sales, mm -hmm. uh, working with SMBs, and I've dealt with thousands of them while working at Yellow Page and the previous ad companies. Um, and therefore, during that stage, I saw people in different stages of their business early stage, maybe they're 30 or 40 to maybe 70 euros, right? And every meeting that I had, 
and they could have ran a small operation, you know, trades company making 100K, or they were running a $100 million company, right? B2B manufacturing company. But I was always dealing with the person in charge of ad spend, right? And usually it's the owner on the SMB space. And every meeting I had, I was ultra curious on their lifestyle, what they did for fun, what got them to where they are. And I didn't really talk about ads, right? Because yeah. everyone understood Yellow Pages. So I felt I was so lucky to have been able to absorb all these great mentors, I would say, um, while working at Yellow Pages to allow me to have that vision and that mindset to take that next journey onto being a business owner myself. Yeah. Did you find that, you know, I, I know a lot of folks I talk with, delegation is such a tough thing early on. And, and for sales folks like ourselves, like you control that pipeline, you control the, your, you know, your uh, potential future clients you're working with, right? You want to control that sales process because there's a, there's a level of, I think, confidence there, you know, that you feel you can get it done. Was that a hard to hire people and then delegate things to get done? Or was it easier since you kind of, you didn't have that expertise in SEO or in marketing or anything like that? I think it was a new skill set that I had to harvest and learn uh, quickly, right? Because I knew I was not being efficient because my time could have been spent way better doing the sales because that was my strength. All the other tasks, right? The operations, the actual work, the, you know, customer service at the end, the billing, the accounting. I, I had to figure out a way to do work on my strengths. And eventually what happened was me being a leader now um, of this company, I now have a full sales team, right? And it allowed me to really focus on bigger picture, like my vision, my goals, mm -hmm. and that five, 10 year plan, right? And it's really about marketing. And these are new skill sets that you evolve and want to learn mm -hmm. as you grow your company. And I was always a sponge of trying to get better, no matter what stage you're at in your business. Um, so at the beginning, it was like making so many mistakes and trying to make less mistakes, right? That would not harm the relationship of clients and the revenue and, you know, survival, really. And then as you got better, you get systems, processes, you get better with people, hires, training, uh, everything. And it's just trying to improve as you grow. Yeah. What do you think has been the big, um, I don't, you know, we could say breakthrough, but something where you figured it out. Cause obviously we're talking today, you've been doing this about eight years, right? You could have went downhill after a year and been back in the, in the sales role somewhere. So obviously you've been progressing, been successful, um, in terms of the profitability of the business. What do you think was the cause of that? Is there anything that you would kind of pinpoint of, Hey, this is the reason I really think we're successful today. I don't know if there's one thing. I think it's a combination of a lot of things, right? Like my my whole mentality is always keep moving forward, mm -hmm. right? Um, growing and making mistakes, but always, you know, minimizing those mistakes, growing and making failures and steps ahead, right? Um, so for me, it's like being able to not make a huge dent in my life when you're making these mistakes where a lot of people who fail, they give up, right? Or they, they only give it a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm a true believer of like continually learning, continually getting on that same 
you know, vision of yours. So if you have a goal of getting 100 clients or 1,000 clients or increasing your revenue or that milestone of revenue or profit, like even if you don't hit it, are you further ahead when you start than you when you started? That's progress. That's, a you know, that's something you should actually be proud of, right? So don't get too hard on yourself. And usually it's all self-inflicted. Uh, mm-hmm. And therefore... I don't get too hard on myself anymore because for me, it's like, yes, there's a huge goal, but who came up with that goal in the first place? If you're the owner, it's your goal. Right? Yeah. So maybe it was out of whack and it's not even realistic. So yeah. make sure that whatever you put out there is realistic and you're moving closer to it. So as the years progress, I got better in not worrying as heavily on these goals and milestones, but at least you're learning and having fun along the way. Yeah, I think that's a great point. It's you set out some goal, but yeah, who knows if the goal's even relevant? You've never been to that spot before, so giving yourself almost a little grace, like, "Hey, I'm working hard, I'm progressing, and um, I'm moving forward." So I like that a lot. What a so I'll, I'll, let's chat a little bit about you know kind of SEO and and even again just anything from a marketing standpoint. How have things changed? I mean, we could we obviously assume where the world's going. Social media has become big over the last handful of years. But what have you seen from 2013, 2014 to where we're headed, you know, going into 2022 here over the next handful of months? What have you seen as the big shift a lot of local businesses, because I know that's what you work with, should be thinking about maybe that they're still behind on? Anything in particular? Yeah, I like it. People are very stuck in their own ways, especially the ones that have been doing, running their business for 5, 10, 20 years. It's hard for change to take place. But the importance is understanding not how you change, but how your customers are consuming today, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're not at the pulse of that, someone's going to take away your potential customers or the clients that you currently have because they're doing it better. And they're actively trying to push stuff at them, becoming more visible or they have different hooks or actions. So understand the landscape, right? Like digital media is huge. It comprises of all social media, podcasting, YouTubing, infographs, images. And of course, there's always going to be new stuff, apps and things that jump at you, email, but understand that because if you stick with traditional newspaper flyer trade shows, look at what happened to trade shows during this pandemic. None of it existed. So now that this new age of you know conferences online are existing, guess what? There's going to be a percentage that will never go back to trade shows, right? And if you don't evolve with the times, you're going to be left behind, right, as a business. So understand what's going on in the world. Understand what competitive advantage that you can jump into. Understand what your competitors are doing, right, better than you are today. And step it up, right? Learn. and Because when people are so busy in their business, they don't really see what's going on in the bigger picture. So the first thing is you need to really focus on removing yourself from the day-to-day activities when you're running a business so that you can look at what's really going on on your business. Yeah. And you make a good point there. I want to underscore, I'm paraphrasing here, but just because you're and you in quotes, whoever that person is, right. That's listening just because you're like on Instagram all the time, doesn't necessarily mean that's where your business should be 
because maybe your customers don't spend time on there if you've done your research, right? Am I, am I getting close to where you're kind of talking about? Yeah, exactly. So where are your people, your, your tribes, right? Your, your followers reside. Um, they're in different channels, different medias, different communities, um, different networks. And these could be traditional networks as well, like church activities, hobby groups, whatever. Be where they are. And yeah. hopefully that's what's going to resonate with them when they see someone similar to their interests with a company that you want to now advertise and market to, right? So understand that things are changing. There's different communities online now that used to be bricks and mortar, right? And now that with this shift of this pandemic, people's you know mentality has shifted to spending more time in front of a computer than ever before. Yeah. With uh, and obviously from a sales standpoint, you know the ideal client profile. Who's that unique? You know the the unique person that you're going to and get really specific on it. For a lot of businesses that are kind of in that world of just they they kind of were the spray and pray type uh, mentality, and and now you need to get I think a little bit more kind of spear fishing. Um, how do they identify? the right people to go after? Is, the, is that just having conversation with current clients? Is there a different way that you would encourage people to go out there and figure out their exact client they should be working with? I don't know if this is like a good answer or not, but for me, what I've found is you don't know until you have at least 10 to 20 clients, right? That are loyal customers of yours. Mm -hmm. Not just one or two, because those one or two might not be your best you know, profile clients because you don't really know yet. Mm -hmm. So go out there, work, get some clients for a couple years, learn which ones you like working with and which ones don't, which which one cause you headaches, which ones are pain in the butt, and then figure out like which ones are the ones that will stick with you no matter what, that will love everything you say, listen to whatever you have and absorb everything that you put out there, right? And then you can ask them these real questions like, okay, so tell me a little bit about what's going on in your life, like your family, your travel history. What, where do you, what's your hobbies like? What do, what do you do when you're not working, right? Like that's when you build a really good relationship with people to then let them, you know, disclose a lot of information. But that doesn't happen in one year or two years. It takes time, right, to kind of uncover that and that's why a lot of business owners don't have that time and they want to rush, 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 get things done, trying to figure out like how do you scale, growth hack, everything. That doesn't happen. <laughs> Reality is business takes time to grow. And if you want to sustain it, you got to learn how to sustain ups and downs, ebbs and flows of that whole journey. Yeah. Well, so we can get into obviously some of the you know, creative kind of unique ideas you could do, I guess, from especially building an online presence, but let's, let's keep it simple. Let's go with the blocking and tackling. Okay. Let's just go really like simple because we all know Google's still the big player, right. And, and ranking on Google, we know the importance of a website and, you know, that's kind of your digital marketplace or your digital storefront, if you will. But could you share some of the basic things that like, and maybe it's stuff you're seeing with even new clients that you're working with or some things that are always present, but what are some of the basic things folks should be thinking about in terms of just their online presence and, and their online marketing strategy? Um, almost yeah. check that box to make sure they're going down the right path to start. Yeah, definitely. Um, so your website is your biggest digital asset piece. 
everything should be supplementing it because you're using different platforms like social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. These are platforms that other people own, big corporations. So you don't really own that profile, right? If something happens, they can take it away. They can ban you like what happened to Donald Trump, right? But if you own your website, that's something no one could take away from you. Own your domain name, your hosting, and build your website. Then it's all about like, what do you put on your website that will resonate and stick, right? Get people excited about what you have to offer. So creating content, position yourself as a leader. And that's easier said than done, right? As you evolve in your business, you'll kind of tweak things up. You're going to refine the message, refine the depth and content, reposition yourself, create different unique hooks and content pieces and banners and everything takes time and evolution. Same with website design. Like I redo my website every two years. And this is crazy for a lot of people, but I invest tens of thousands of dollars every time I redo my website. But I need to stay abreast of what's going on in the changing times. This is what's expected of me in a digital environment, right? So understanding what your market entails. If you're SMB, if you run a you know B2B company, yeah, maybe you're you know a factory or manufacturer. Every five years, redo your website. Understanding are those customers still the same loyal customers, or is there a new market segment? that you can go after and touch. Where are they residing? Create content, create funnels, create some sort of lead magnet, create something to attract more because this digital age, there's a lot of different avenues and different ways to get in front of them at a mm -hmm. fraction of the cost that you once cost, right? Like doing a trade show event or going to create a, a conference it used to cost you know hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Now you can do it for you know, $100 a day on Facebook ads, right? Yeah. So the barriers to entry cost is so low and you can amplify the message so far in different parts of the world, really. Mm. How big, though, is... So it's one thing just to get a website because that's obviously important. Let's get a website up, right? And there's a variety of, you know, companies you go through. I mean, mine's been built on WordPress for who knows how many years now, a dozen years but how important it is to properly um, build the website in terms of, and, and you could tell me the important, I don't deal with this too much, but in terms of, you know, keywords and tagging and, and, those, and the structure of the website to getting the proper rank. So if, if, if kind of a one is we need a website, what's kind of the, you know, part B in terms of that building out the website. So it's actually going to rank and get searched properly. Yeah, there's, I think, seven pillars that are very critical for a proper SEO campaign. Um, the website is foundational, so that's your digital asset. But importance are the on-page user engagement, intention, content, which is rich and new, um, link building strategy, social, uh, social media, then making sure that everything's synchronized with citations, account profiles. Um, Reputation's huge, right? What are people saying that trust you? Um, user intent is so important as well. Mm -hmm. Focusing on creating content that your users want, not so much what Google wants, right? Mm -hmm. And all these play, like the development work of your website from speed, compression of images, all image tags, making sure you have a good ar architecture, schema markups. Right? Mm -hmm. Like I can get very refined with SEO because there's over 200 pillars, right? The URL structure, the title tags, with keyword rich. 
then you got keyword semantic keywords and but it's hard for an average business owner to even understand and grasp all this right there's youtube videos there's tutorials there's a lot of websites but you enjoy doing this if you do not just like if you do not like doing things in your home like a plumbing job or a roofing job you hire people for it that's what i always tell people in every single business smart business owners understands their gaps where their strengths are so in terms of seo i find a lot of business owners think they could do it themselves mm -hmm. they can build a website they can optimize but they, they get frustrated they never get ranked there's so many errors and all their competitors are ranking over them so hire someone either in-house contractor local agency global agency seek advice find people that resonate with what you're looking for that you know can help you yeah it's always that catch 22 because it's I think as you're an early business owner, you're like, well, I don't have a ton of money. Like, I don't want to invest in this. I'll just build my own. But on the flip side of it, it's like, well, if I don't invest in this, I'm going to be behind the eight ball for the long run. You know, I always liken it to, you know, like professional athletes. Now, it maybe 50 years ago, it was different. Nowadays, they have trainers, they have massage, you know, therapists, they have nutritionists, like they have a team that they work with to be able to be optimized. And that's really what a business owner needs as well. They can't do everything themselves. Um, so I think going that route, as you're saying, and, and go hire some experts that actually can do this for you correctly. You know? And a lot of these athletes early days were trained properly. They were spotted by, you know, someone to then develop them with coaches and, you know, specialists with nutrition, stretching, whatever. Same with business ownership. A lot of people think they could do it themselves. And maybe only a few actually can do it themselves. But majority of them, 90 plus percent, actually have a team. People that actually you can seek out with advice, right? Um, that have gone through some of the challenges before that you want to really utilize so that you reduce your risk of failure. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, that's what it's all about in business ownership. Yeah. All right, so let me put you on the spot on one or two of them. So obviously, you know, folks should be going out there and getting it done properly. But if someone's going to do research today and saying, all right, I got to learn more about this stuff, about my website, SEO, is there one or maybe two areas you would say, hey, go learn about this? You, know, you, talked, about, you talked about the URLs and tagging and a few different things, but is there anything specific that you've at least seen um, that either Google's ranking higher with if, if you do it better, um, you know, in 2021? I, I really believe about fundamentals, right? The foundation core of any business or any person is your core habits. And what you need to, if you're starting this new online journey, right? I would say learn about how to run a good business first, right? That's the fundamentals. If you don't know how to run business, your online presence will not, be able to fix that mm -hmm. right because if people start ranking or you pay for ads and people call you and you don't even know how to service them well you're in trouble right so understanding what it means to have a digital presence that means understanding your content and what you're serving the need right adding value people are willing to pay for your service if you are positioned like a leader someone that knows what they're doing because if you were to hire a plumber for instance, they charge $400 an hour. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're in and out in 20 minutes. You could have done it on YouTube, try to figure it out, go to Home Depot, Rona, purchase the part, spend eight hours trying to figure it out, get frustrated, 
you know, break something, <laughs> you right. know, the, the pipes, and then hire someone else. There's a reason why you pay $400 an hour for it, because they know exactly after spending 20 years doing what they've been doing every day, knowing exactly what's wrong, to do it once. That's the same thing with an expert, right? That if you're positioning yourself as a leader, product or service or anything, you have some expertise. Mm -hmm. And therefore, people are willing to pay for that expertise because you're shrinking their time from not doing themselves. So understanding like the whole fundamental business ownership is servicing them with something that people are needing and they don't like doing it themselves. And if you have that, you have a good business. So once you start doing that, then it's positioning yourself with good content and getting the word out there online. That could be, you know, social PR. It could be podcasting, YouTube videoing. It could be blog guest posting. It could be anything, right? Mm -hmm. But it's a lot of work as well. It's relationships. It's all about reaching out, doing things. You can't wait for things to happen. You got to be constantly trying different things and growing and producing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's well. That's well said. I, I I don't disagree with anything you just said there, um, especially from the business standpoint. Like, yeah, learn kind of business one hundred and one. If you don't know how to run it, what's the point? You probably be out of business in a year anyway. So make sure you get that right. And I think it does. The servicing of the the clients are so important because I think when you build, at least I've seen this from a sales standpoint, when you build the trust and respect, and they see that you're working hard for them, you can make mistakes. And you could stub your toe because they see, hey, you know what? He's trying to learn. He's trying to involve. He's trying to get better. It's when you have that poor um, rapport with them, right? And the trust isn't there. They're going to leave you in an instant. So I think when you can actually build that up front, you have a great opportunity to succeed um, as, a, as a business or at least have a little bit longer leash, if you will. <laughs> and, and share your story, journey. People yeah. want to know a little bit about you and why you got started. So mm -hmm. be as authentic as transparent as possible and share with people. So that about us page is probably the second most important page outside of your homepage because everyone's reading about who you are and why you started and what triggered you to want to start this business to serve what they're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. I would encourage, well, and this may, it may not be for every bigger business, but definitely if, if someone's kind of a one or two person operation, I, um, I heard this, I think it was Derek Sivers. He was on the Tim Ferriss show a few years back. And he talks about having a now page. And it's something I've done for about a year or two. So you have your about page, right? It's kind of your, your dump of your biography. But the now page is like every quarter, like, what are you doing now? What's kind of, what are you active with? But that's been something cool. I've had a lot of folks kind of reach out and be like, Brian, that's interesting. I haven't seen that much. But I give Derek Sivers kudos uh, for the one recommending it, but it's kind of cool of it's like, what's a day in the life look like, or what's the last couple of months been for you? So it gives people a little bit more peek behind the curtain, if you will. Yeah. And um, very similar to like a newsletter or blog or mm -hmm. something to update them on your recent, you know, projects or what you're working on. Right. Yeah. Um, and be vulnerable, right. Let people in on what's going on, because if you're hiding behind the curtains, no one really wants to work with people that are kind of not being themselves, right? Like you're out there. They want to know what's going on in your life to want to work with you. Well, what are y'all excited about? Is there anything the next six months, a year that you're working on or maybe, maybe it's a new project and like that that you'd share? Yeah, we have a lot of different marketing initiatives right now. Um, so 
because I, I started this agency only in Canada, we have a lot of big, uh, you know, marketing uh, channels that we're going after, like the US, the UK, Australia. But through through that, I'm working on a YouTube channel, I'm working on a book, I'm working on a community. These are all massive projects with a lot of people in each of these projects. So, mm. you know, for me, that's what excites me today. Like every day is new. There's new challenges, new projects, new people, new things going on. And, you know, for me, and maybe a lot of business ownership, business owners out there, it's like, what excites you today? Why are you doing what you're doing? If it doesn't excite you, bring something that's exciting. Challenge yourself, right? Grow. See what's out there potentially, right? And don't get stuck with just being stagnant because there's going to be competitors overtaking you if you stay still. Yeah. Well, let me, uh, let me ask you this before we get out of here. I always like to go back to your younger self. I always like to figure out, you know, if you take the, the John of from 15, 20, 30 years ago, whatever, what would you share as a great piece of insight if you were to kind of go to that ultimate alternate dimension and share like, hey, this is something that's going to help you along in the journey. Um, any quote, uh, piece of advice, um, anything that you would share that would be the most valuable uh, for that younger John? I look at, you know, 20 years ago, I was in college, okay? And I was just living in the moment because I've never met so many diverse people. So, you know, depending on your situation, I was ne- I was very sheltered when I was young, right? Mm-hmm. So being able to travel for the first time opened the world to me. So if you've never traveled outside of your area or outside of your country, go out there. That, I would say, is probably the most important thing. Even though internet allows you to kind of live mm-hmm. and see how other people are living, until you actually live it in India or China or places in Europe or South Africa or whatever, it's different. Because then you have a sense of gratitude of how fortunate you are to live in the Western culture and society with abundance and choice and resources and access. Mm. And now I live with way more gratitude of trying to help others than ever, right? So that's one thing I would tell tell everyone, like travel. I know it's not like a book or a goal, but for me, that's what I would say because that first flight to England that I went to, just opened the world to me because then I was like that after spending one year abroad, I came back to where I, I lived and all my friends were doing the exact same thing just before I left. So I it felt like I didn't even miss anything. But when I was there, I had all these experiences that I wanted to share, right? So step outside your comfort zone, go out there, learn, be curious, ask questions, travel, enjoy it. And don't be too afraid to step outside your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah, that perspective you get when you open up to just new ideas. It could be just, again, meeting someone for coffee you never thought you'd, you know, you'd branch out and meet or anything like that. Um, I think that perspective, to your point, yeah, it's like, it's weird. The world looks like it stands still and you move like a mile ahead just by being in a different realm, right? Learning different things, so... What um so tell everyone a little bit about where they can connect with you. Tell them about uh, maybe a little bit more about local SEO search and some of the things that you guys are are helping folks with. Um, before I get you out of here, yeah, definitely, Brian. 
Um, so you can check out my website. It's called www.localseosearch.ca because we're in Canada, but we also own the .com. Um, we also have a podcast. It's called Local SEO Today. Um, we're working on our YouTube channel. There's a lot going on, but we do offer free website audits for client uh, prospects that are seeking out like to know if they need help or not. Um, and we're honest, right? Like we, we try our best to just be as transparent and honest with your current situation and see if we can actually add value in your life or not. Uh, take away some of the tasks and you know tedious stuff that you hate doing and make sure that you're ultimately getting good ROI. Um, and just have fun. Like this whole journey of business ownership, if you take it too seriously, you're going to burn out and you're going to stress. So take it day by day. Understand why you're in it in the first place and don't have these huge milestones and goals. Like take it day by day, step by step and making sure you have embraced these new habits of yours, right? Like slowly get better, slowly improve. Yes, you might take one step forward and two steps back, but at least you took that one step forward. Yeah. And, and you're working with just to kind of clear the pathway more it's local like i'm in i'm in the raleigh durham area north carolina you'd work with someone that has a smaller business in the area yeah so i actually work with smbs but also b2b so 80 okay. percent of our clients are small medium-sized businesses under say five million a year in revenue versus 20 percent are more national international in scope um, so i have a full team that does seo but because our name is local seo a lot of people just focus on helping you know, knowing that we can help support the small, medium-sized business owners, because that's what truly is at my root cause, um, because my parents are from Vietnam, they own a business. It was more about like helping the, the small guys do what the big guys are doing at a fraction of the cost so that they can reap the benefits and rewards on it. That's awesome. Well, John, a pleasure uh, meeting you. Thanks for coming on and, and sharing some of your journey and uh, excited, to, excited to check out the YouTube channel and, and some of the other stuff that you're doing coming forward. Well, thanks a lot, Brian, for having me. And hopefully the audience members, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, I'm not very inclined on social, but you could always email us. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that great interview. And thanks again for stopping by the Just Get Started podcast. Uh, grateful to have you here. And if I could just make one quick ask before you run along on your day, you know, I've grown this podcast organically over the last three plus years, and it's from the great listeners that pick up, you know, a quote or a key learning or just enjoy the entertainment of the podcast and they share it out to their audience. They leave a review on Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. Um, and I'd ask that for you as well. If you've made it to this point and are listening in, um, a lot of the podcast uh, platforms that you listen on have a share button right there where you can share it out to your audience on various platforms. So I would be so appreciative if you wouldn't mind taking a quick second to do that um, if you really enjoyed this episode. So thanks again. Um, happy to connect online. I always love to meet new people. So if you want to go to my website, brianandraco.com or connect with me, I'm at Brian Andreco, basically everywhere on Instagram, Twitter, even Clubhouse, that new app that's out there, uh, you name it. So uh, follow me online and uh, certainly look forward to connecting further. I hope you all have a great day, a phenomenal week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Mm -hmm.